cheers to episode 114. Cheers I to think. Andrew Catalan. Coffee with milk in it. I have um strawberry lemonade. Ooh. Simply lemonade. Did I buy it? No. Who bought it? Your grandma? Marissa. Simply lemonade? She bought simply strawberry lemonade for Mixies. Uh, mimosas. Ew. Interesting choice, I know. So I just she said, Do you want this lemonade? I said, Yeah, sure, I guess. She didn't really give me a choice. She just left it. Guys, I'm battling. I just accidentally clicked open Adobe <laughs> Premiere on my laptop. Is it this huffing is, and puffing? Oh, my God. I have I have the rainbow wheel. <laughs> I can hear you guys. I just can't see you guys right now. So, it's like I'm just talking to my computer screen. I feel like a weirdo. Um, well, this is how it used to be, Grant, on the phone. I'm back. Evan, you said you're drinking water? Yep. Nice. Iced water? I always ice water. Always Slightly overrated. And a uh, brand new Yeti that has a, de- a mysterious dent in it. Oh. Still unknown. Someone still, clipped your car. Could have been him unknown. clipping his own car and he doesn't know. Did you leave your water know. bottle? wasn't there. Wouldn't know. Did you leave your water bottle out at the grocery store and a shopping cart hit it in the parking lot? Did that happen to you, Grant? I left no, but it in. Tell dense getting cars. I left it in front of the podcast Connor's bedroom. And last time I touched it, it was not dented. The previous day when I touched it, probably 12 hours later, and more like 10 hours later, it had a dent in it. So, was this last week? This was this weekend. Yep, I know what happened. Connor found out. On McAfee show that Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets and he punched your Yeti. Be a strong punch. Those He's Yetis a strong guy. Solid. He's a strong guy. So. Connor's a strong boy. Also, happy birthday, Jason. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Jason. Not the one from Friday the 13th. I hope that guy dies. That's not real. <laughs> I feel like Jamie Lee Curtis can never kill that guy. They've made like five movies. Never seen it. I found out today, speaking of ice water, that they say you're better off drinking room temperature water because ice water, like, burns up your metabolism. It's a good thing I always drink room temperature water. Is that why you made some really weird gesture when you pointed like that? I'm just, I'm an anti-ice water guy, I always have been. Mainly because I can't drink it very fast. Because it's too cold. Anyways, car cut. It is Monday. My dudes, March 20th, Izzo 20th, shit, how dare I? It's Izzo 20th. It is <laughs> you had that plan so long, oh my gosh. It is 8.27 p.m. And this is March. And Michigan State's in the Sweet 16. We have a Sweet 16 team on our podcast to talk about, which is better than having zero Sweet 16 teams to talk about on our podcast. So, round of applause for that. Said three years in a row. Yeah, always this had podcast a team is, to talk about in the second weekend. This podcast has never not seen a Sweet Sixteen. I'm telling you, there's some weird juju with the, when this show started and the rise of sports in Detroit. It's resulted in zero championships. Except so for the Pistons. Except for the Tigers. And the Red Wings haven't won anything either. 
And so the far. Lions haven't either. We the Lions just the Lions won free agency and finished oh, above right. five hundred. Lions beat Aaron Rodgers in his last game. That also, it's true. To note in the opening, this is the number one sports podcast in Michigan. I did not say that. You can follow us at, at Shot of MS everywhere for up to the date social media coverage, and you can listen to this show, the bedrock of Shot of Michigan Sports, the podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Um, <coughs> without further ado, uh, I guess Alex, like, do you have anything to say about your week? I heard you didn't do much because you're just trying to lay low recently. Why do you have to be so weird, man? I just I enjoyed I Michigan State basketball with good buddies this weekend. <laughs> That's what I did. Not a lot to it. Anything else you did besides just enjoy some hoops? Uh, I played pickup basketball on Wednesday. Right. You do that. <clears throat> didn't have a game. We just played pickup. I have a theory. Oh, you didn't play? I had a theory, theory you had lost because, okay. I thought you guys lost because you didn't. You only text Evan and I when you win. Which is yeah, a front which is five mentality. That's <laughs> true, Evan. We weren't getting those texts when he lost. I'll tell you that. I think I told you guys the first two games. No, maybe not. But no, just pick up. Um, other than that, no, I don't think I did anything fun. Didn't go to the movies by myself. Nothing. All right. I'll go next, and Evan, you can finish this off since I think you had a pretty fun weekend, I'm guessing. Probably different than anyone else that's on this podcast. Um, I uh, <laughs> I went to the grocery store this weekend. I know. What that store? High V. Still high V. My spot. I used plastic bags this time, though. I conquered my paper bag demons. And um, the only notable thing is nice grandma told me that I was the fastest self-checkout person of all time. That she's ever seen, hands down. He so, said all that fastest I've ever seen, hands down, all time. She did not say the words all time or hands down, but she did say you're the fastest person at self-checkout I've ever seen. Why were you using paper bags in the first place? Because you can use the less bags overall. They hold more. But the oh, handles break. Less sturdy, but they're better for the environment, Alex. Duh. <laughs> That's I've been well, the you really just use reused, like recyclable bags. Like, what if I just bring my plastic bags yep. back every time? The same plastic bags, or yeah. like, yeah, same sturdy, like reusable plastic bags. No, no, like I get my bags plastic and I bring them back. You'd be the first person, I think, in mankind to ever do that. Yeah, that's store. a serious serial killer move. That's like pre-crime. <laughs> be locked up if you did that. I reuse my plastic bags. Not for that. For Fart. your bathroom. Lunch. Bathroom. Oh. Lunch. Tiny, the small oh, little bathroom. Trash. Can. Like yeah. a bathroom I trash too. can, yeah. I do too. Okay, okay, okay. If you need to throw up in a pinch. I sure. Mm. I, I could just go to the <laughs> toilet at that point, but. Not to go too dark, but you could choke someone out with those. <laughs> An intruder. Yeah. An intruder. <laughs> if you have time. If I can get to under the sink in the kitchen. You probably would grab your pistol first, but maybe a plastic bag <laughs> if needed. <laughs> um, all right, so I did that. I tried tequila high noons. Full review? Store? Depends on. Which the new best? flavor's bad is what I hear. Strawberry, surprisingly. It's weird. 
All right, let me break it down. Strawberry tastes the, the least like tequila. So if you don't like tequila, you should have strawberry. But I don't mind tequila, so I thought strawberry was the worst because it tasted gimmicky. Whereas like the lime and the grapefruit and passion fruit tasted solid. I will say though, like, you know how when you drink a high noon, you don't really taste vodka whatsoever, I would say. Like in my opinion, I do not taste vodka when I drink those. You do taste tequila when you drink these. So if you don't like tequila, you will probably not like these. I, I don't mind it, and I thought it was solid. I would put it in the eights, like an 8.2, just as an overall score. But the problem is, is, since they're new, they know that, and they've priced them such, it's $25 for eight, which is very pricey. Mm, yeah, that's a lot. What's the percentage like, so on these? 4.5%. So not even really a bang for your buck. No, I think normal high noons are sit around 20, 21, maybe 18 if there's a sale, but like these are the new ones. So they put them at 25, 26. So I think it was 25.99 or 24.99. I was like, well, and then I was walking out of the store and I saw like a fifth of vodka that was like, like Tito's, like for the same price. I was like, yeah, like one of the, like <laughs> bang for your buck wise. This is not the value play right here. You could just buy water, sparkling water and tequila grant and make your own. I probably would not make it as good. I give Heinen credit. They have great taste ability. Like they, they do have good products, but they know that and they price them accordingly. Um, I got Raising Cane's again. Again. And then today I went to. Yet? Yes. I feel like I never formally said that. But I did hit 180. But like you didn't take a picture and send it to anybody so no one believes you, including me. Send it to my family. Send it to Marissa. How do you look in the mirror? Shirtless. Just depends on the day. Do you look bigger? <laughs> Don't we all? Depends do on the look, day. Do you look tubby? I mean, anyone, at, like when you're post-workout, you, you like can be like, wow, I look awesome. If it's like yeah, I had you look milk bagish, Yeah. Because <laughs> you're, pa- you're pasty. On Saturday, I got Haagen-Dazs from the grocery store. After I ate Haagen-Dazs in the middle oh. of basketball, I did look like a milk bag. What flavor? There's no doubt. Uh, cookie dough, <laughs> so good. Chunks of just chunks of cookie dough and <clears throat> voluptuous oh. vanilla ice cream. I had a new ice cream flavor this week. Evan, what? I don't know if you've had it. And it was some Ben and Jerry's like cookie crumble deal. Oh, it's actual cookies in it. It's cookie yeah. dough. It's chocolate chip cookie that. dough and peanut butter cookie dough in it, isn't it? No, no. There's oh. no peanut. It's like a I would just say it's not very good. I'd describe it, you know, like those what? little airplane cookies you get. Bis- no, I've been on an airplane twice in my life, so no. <laughs> Fair. All right, they're just like and one of them was an hour like cookies flight, so with no chocolate anything. chips or anything in it. Just no like a cookie. cookies, milk nah. and cookies. Was it milk and cookies? I'll just go look. Ben and Jerry's this flavor of milk and cookies is very good. It has like legitimate pieces of cookie in it, and it's a nice crunch. Some other core I don't like because it's they overdo it. It's not as much ice cream in it. I agree with you on that. Like I also don't really like the top. Like the the chocolate ganache on top, it overpowers it too much. Like just give me to the ice cream. I thought I would it, like it. All right, it's an arm workout I, to get through like I a Ben and Jerry's. Yes, how much stuff is in there? All right, he lied to us. He lied to well, us. Well, so, I sort of. It is a cookie. He lied. Boom chocolata cookie core. Oh, there's Mocha. a core in it, Alex. That's why we were just talking about it while you were gone. You probably heard us though. Get your I heard you. 
mocha caramel ice cream with chocolate cookies, fudge flakes, and chocolate cookie core. I don't I think I like the core. This. Ew. Ew. I'm looking at this picture. S- yeah. Oh, I Alex, ne- yes. I, I, I I've, I've had this. I don't really yeah. like it. I've had that one. I would never pick that out at a grocery store. That's on you. It was the last one available, and I didn't like the other flavors. For a reason. Yeah. Boom Chocolata. What a dumb name. Whoever sat in that marketing room. It's not my best con- favorite considering it's been in there a week and I haven't finished it. If I liked it, it would have been gone in one sitting. Um, Today, for work purposes, we had like a company, a small like team outing of like 30 to 35 people. And our last stop was to a whiskey distillery here in Minnesota. It was quite a fascinating tour and whiskey tasting. Um, I blitzed? realized that. No, I realize I don't like Irish whiskey. I like American whiskey because the Irish whiskey tasted pretty bad, in my opinion. I don't <clears throat> know any Irish whiskeys off the top of my head. So Jameson is the brand name whiskey for Irish people. Proper 12. I guess that's the new one. I don't think real Irish people embrace that, though. I think they think it's a gimmick. Yeah. I tell you what, Jameson's pretty good. Jameson Evan. Orange. Ooh, I've never had that. Oh, what's his face? Evan E. on the camping trip had that, I believe. Or no, he that was Captain, Captain, Captain Orange Moore. Vanilla. Yeah. Coke. That's Dude. wrong. Yeah. Do you guys remember the Orange Vanilla Coke commercial from yes. the Marsh Mass tournament? I said it once yesterday when they were talking about uh, cherry something. Was or Dr. Pepper year? has a new strawberry cream flavor. It was the year you guys made the final four in Minnesota. Was the year it was. Orange just, vanilla Coke. Just like Evan said it. Every it other like, commercial. It was like a cop. It was a cop, a, a lady cop, and she had the Coke, and it was like a chase scene, and then it ended with orange vanilla Coke. <laughs> I don't remember it. Because I was talking to Marissa about commercials like you watch so much hoops and i said if i see that stupid john cena experian commercial one more time i'm gonna lose my mind and she's like i haven't seen it i was like i don't know how they've played it 20 like five times per hour on ncaa march madness live and i'm gonna lose it and i was like it's funny how like oh my god dude it is a joke (laughs) (laughs) i also don't like john cena so that like already taints it john cena um that was pretty much my week. The, oh, the guy, Evan. So I guess this company, not to bore people, but they hired, they flew to Ireland to like poach this guy that was the head distiller at Jameson. Like he was the guy at Jameson, like the taste master. And they poached him because he wanted to make Irish and American whiskey and blend them together, which was in the industry. Like you don't do that. You you separate him. So he's, no one ever he's even thought about it. Yeah, his is an Irish and American whiskey, and he, that was his passion project. So he left a cushy job at Jameson to fly and live in Minnesota willingly instead of his home country to do this project. And he was just there at the end of the tour. Like they were hyping this guy up the whole tour, saying he's like the master of distillery. Like the last time someone got. Um, awarded that title was like 40 years ago. Like they made it sound like he's some like sensei, like voodoo, like a master of the arts. And then boom, he's just sitting at the end of the tour and took questions for like an hour. It was wild. What'd you ask? I didn't ask anything. People ask good questions. He had an amazing accent. How are we going to become reporters if you're afraid to ask that guy questions? (laughs) I wanted to ask him where does Canadian whiskey fit into all this? Because that wasn't mentioned on the tour. And Crown Royal. They just pulled our media credentials. 
Crown Royal is so big that I was like, where does Canadian whiskey fit in? But what I learned though, here's a fact that you can use at parties. If any um, smart out guy says that water is very important, like the quality of water where you're at and making whiskey, he basically said that's a myth now because you can just add whatever minerals to water you can. So it doesn't matter if you get the worst water in the world, you can still make good whiskey. Thanks. I will definitely say that to women at parties. But back in the day, that's why Kentucky was so big at whiskey because they had limestone water from a well. And that's limestone. why they're whiskey. Limestone the water limey from flavor. Well. It's a joke. That's how they make bourbon, I guess. Wow. I don't know. All I know is it's such a patient. You have to like let, like they've been making, they can't sell like their own bottle like to mass produce until they let it sit in a barrel for four years. And I was like, who has time for that? <laughs> you like, know that. I knew Red that. We'll never be a whiskey guy. But it depends on what you're doing because like American whiskey, they go fast. They don't wait as long. But like old stuff in like different bottles, they just let. They had one thing there on display that was in there for 20 years. I'm like, damn, that thing's seen a lot. Like just sitting in a barrel for 20 years. Doing Maybe you'll come back in another life as whiskey in a barrel. That sounds like a, the next Morgan Wallen song right there. <laughs> whiskey in a barrel. <laughs> Um, all right, that was pretty much it. Evan, your weekend. Uh, started Where were you? on a regional oh, final. Regional, regional final. final championship. Okay, I watched the game. It Actually, was a both games didn't game. have to be mentioned. Mm. It was Monday. Monday, Wednesday. When did we games. record last? We recorded last Sunday. Oh, didn't you didn't you beat that team handily in the semis? Um or no? which play? Charlotte. 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 From Charlotte. Um <laughs> They were a solid team. A couple good guards. They could shoot pretty well. Oh, they had a post player. Probably 6'5", 6'6". Worthless. Oh. Worthless. That's no offense. Sorry, Evan. Just no, no offense. Sorry, but... Yeah, like. But if you're 6'6", six, six and you're a massive human being, like a massive post player in high school, you should be able to dominate. Didn't Chris do much. Durbantu looking at Did you, buddy. Much. Um, very solid team effort in the semifinal game. Came away at the end. And then Wednesday, you know how I said, like, the district game was a top five high school basketball game I've ever watched. Well, this one was also a top five high school basketball game I've watched. Another overtime game. No emotions on the bench? I can confirm. I oh. didn't get to see Evan on the bench. They didn't have you in like the camera view. Yeah, I was. Turns out Evan has been lying to us. He wasn't there. <laughs> I was there. There's pictures of me there. He's there. Um, Evan kind of lurks on pants. that. Evan kind of lurks on the edge of the huddle sometimes with his iPad. Yeah, I, I give the stats kid. if they ask for it. I yeah. am. I got my high score at Candy Crush uh, two a couple weeks ago, and Temple <laughs> Run is actually back. Back for you. Yeah. Um, I check like the score table basically, and just give the stats to somebody if they ask for them. Um, but the game was just an instant classic. Overtime, some foul issues on both sides. The refs try to get involved, like we've seen in college recently. Like, hey, buddy, it's not your game. Like, just let it happen. So that was a problem. But tough loss, very difficult loss to conference rival at their place. You had to watch them cut down the nets afterwards as you're leaving. Um, eight seniors had to go out that no farthest a, a team's ever made it since 1990 for a hometown team. So, I mean, we were 316. So pretty, pretty good. impressive. I'll say it because you can't because you're the coach, but that block call, a uh, charge call was absolutely. 
<laughs> when you put it in the group chat, I watched it when I got home, and I was like, that is... It was a block. It was for I sure a block. I thought I was it was like, a charge. Well, I can see it. He was sliding, and he, like, leaned his body. If you lean your body whatsoever to embrace contact, it's an auto block. This is why... This, I discussed this after the game. This is why, if you're talking about player safety in high school and, like, preventing injuries and, like, you're... you're Big proponent concussion. Coaches have to get concussion certified now. Players even have to take tests now. Like, if you're worried about player safety, why is there not an arch? Like at college, at the high school level now. Yeah. Everyone is more than capable of putting that on their court. And like player safety, like if you're inside that and a player takes off, no matter what, it's a block. I think he, I think he needs to be talked about in high school. It also takes away like the really bad, like 20 point games. The post player just can't stand underneath the basket. He actually has to move a little bit farther away from the basket. I think that should be MHSA rule number one change for high school basketball. It needs the little half moon circle underneath the basket to protect players. Yeah, I think they should like go so extreme and they should take away charges for a year in basketball so everyone has to learn to toughen up and then we can introduce them back into the slow rate. That's a little extreme. Grant. That's a hot take. Like, let's just let's just sack AJ up Hogar and stop would be the best flopping. player in the country. You would. Yeah. You just okay, I would tell you what. People would go to the ground topic. way less. That's wrong. Stop stay on your feet. Do you feel like it's been a point of emphasis during March Madness games to call like the offensive foul from not from a running like layup at the rim, but like a push off, push off at like middle in the paint, top of the arch, you know, free throw line. I swear I've seen triple amount of in just in the tournament that I did all year. Like Hogarth's yeah. foul against Marquette. And then like at halftime, we flipped over the UConn game and literally like the second possession offensive foul. It's like half the time it should be called a flop. In my opinion, you got should be yeah. in a legal guarding position to be called the charge and they're not in legal guarding position. Yeah. Or like, well, I, I know like fans freak out because fans were so used to calls. I would just eat my whistle. And just like, I mean, when you play like pickup, you just eat your whistle and then you just keep playing. It's not really that big of a deal. If it happens over and over again, you can call. But yeah, I'll keep an eye out for the rounds for it. I don't think what I have noticed, I ha- what I've noticed that I haven't seen a lot is like the worst type of charge calls when a guy's barreling down the lane and makes a beautiful pass to the corner and then runs into a guy who slides over late and then they call a charge and it usually wipes away a wide open three pointer. I hate those charge calls. I haven't seen a lot of those in March, so I'm thankful because sometimes like that, there's a pandemic of those where you just see that left and right, and it, it's the worst. Yeah. I feel I like once the ball is out of your hands, like you can't, should not get char- called for a charge. I, would, I wouldn't hate that. Like if you're just trying to slide over on a guy late when he already made a pass, that's so, it's so cheap. I get it. I would do it if I played, but it's so cheap. Anyways. I'll you there. Refing's broken. So then, that was... That was Wednesday. Yeah. Well, transition right into it's now baseball season, coaching baseball season now. Oh, Hell yeah. yeah. Your so douche basketball of the week season. was given out last week, Kevin. Huh? You gave out douche of the week last week at a baseball meeting. That was a separate, <laughs> but I'm saying that was a <laughs> travel. True. Um, oh, shout out. Yeah. We'll get to there. I okay. paused. I paused. Almost paused. Um, There's a nominee, I think. Yes, there is. There is a non, and I almost said. I know what, what happened, Evan. Yeah. Oh no. Um. Now I lost where I was at. Friday, Baseball. woke up. 
Friday, just woke up super early. I coach baseball now. It's baseball season. Transition right from basketball to baseball. World Baseball Classic. And worked for a little bit and then drove to East Lansing to partake. Supposed to be at the Riv. Riv became super popular. Three reasons why. Because we talked about it on this podcast. Yeah, three honestly. reasons why it's not the same <laughs> as last year. Last year was the most beautiful day in East Lansing, 72, sunny. Everybody was outside. This year, like 30 degrees, 40 degrees, slight mist, rain just enough to piss you off, and windy and cold. Mm. So that weather, Friday, and Mission State Plan is why the bars were absolutely packed. A couple bars were packed. Like the Riv was the line from Grand, you know where the Riv entrance is? Yeah. All the way to Potbellies on Grand River. Wow. That has to be like 400 people deep. <laughs> At 7 a.m. Now, wow. every other bar didn't really have a line. It got a little bit busy. Um, so we went to the Harp Show. <laughs> Had a great time there. Um, but they're on our low-end radar. Because, they're on shit list for show. Yeah, they are. The yeah. beer, first of all, they put way too much dye in it. Way too thick. It was a heavy, dark green. Ew, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> like a dark green, Grant. Like, you, could, like if you lifted up your beer, you know how light beer you should be able to see through it? Yeah. You could not see through it. And thick? Like, how thick? I'm not saying the beer was thick, but I'm saying, like, the dye that they put in it made it look super thick. It looked like Shrek swamp water. Yes. <sighs> what are you doing to me, swamp? I'm making waffles. <laughs> so, Donkey. Okay. Great. You're off the rails. You just piped down. <laughs> but Harper's was super fun. We had a good group. Yeah, we had a good group of people there. Um, Ricky. Started way too early, nine. And we were there until time our game start. Game started at noon. We were there until probably like two thirty ish. I just caught that. Um, okay, Evan. Ricky. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then just good, good guy. A good group of us watched basketball late at night. I did not. I slept for eighteen hours. Um, we sleep in May. We sleep in May. <laughs> sleep I should. In May. You're you're prepping. You just needed a little I more extra sleep before keep, the next. I round. physically could not keep my eyes open. Um, and then that was Friday, Saturday, just an all you could basketball buffet. Mm. And then Sunday had an actually <laughs> breakfast buffet. Flapjacks, flapjacks, dude, that place is so good. Corned beef hash. I did not have the corned beef hash. No corned beef hash. <laughs> um. I just don't know if I don't have the balls enough to get it. It just seems and, like a lot. It's, it's perfect for Grant. So I watched sodium. Michigan State. It's all Mich- two Michigan State wins this weekend. It's a fantastic time with the great. How was your Monday morning? My Monday morning this morning? I was actually chipper this morning. I actually had, I felt totally fine. I was not tired at all. Hell yeah. 18 hours. I not. slept a lot on Saturday. So I'm I'm ready to attack. I'm ready to attack this weekend. Did you have a douche of the week, Evan? Oh, shout out douche of the week nominee. Um, a friend of the podcast, Connor. He's the host of the podcast. Who <laughs> came on the show a couple of weeks ago? He is the douche of the week. We had we were gambling responsibly, of course. Um, 
Cheese was in the middle of trying to win a bet. UCLA to cover. Out of nowhere, those two were just going at it, trying to get agreement. Connor was trying to get free money out of Colby's bet. Basically saying, hey, if you win, give me $10 of your bet. Colby eventually, I think, said yes, said no, don't know what happened. As soon as that argument finished, Connor instantly started cheering for Northwestern. What? Instantly started cheering for Northwestern. Cheering, See? not not really cheering for Northwestern, but cheering for Colby's bet to lose. That's messed up. Colby almost won douche of the week because he mushed Ricky's bet when Auburn was up 10 at halftime. Mm-hmm. Colby instantly turned and said, congrats on your win. And put out his messed. hand. A grant move. He was trying, you know what? Yeah, he's copying my move. Cheers to your win. <laughs> so UCLA did not cover, and Connor basically uh Colby out of $260. Oh my god. On the podcast? Yes. It basically was a slap in the face. Yeah. It's weird though if he was like gonna get part of it. Why would he do that? And then, my understanding of the situation, there was no agreement in place. Oh, he got mad. Connor just got mad and chose to mush and root against him. Yeah, and it's kind of weird. Like the like, sixth leg of a parlay, from what I've yes. heard. Yes, no. it's kind of weird. UCLA hit yeah. Grant. All he had to do was Auburn win by like three and a half, and he would have won. Well, and it did. Lost. There's a lot of rules about gambling and vibes, and you just. Uh, you gotta be careful. Like I remember, I'm not gonna say names, but we were in East Lansing two tournaments ago, and I told everyone to take North mm. Texas against Purdue. And someone I never met walked in for the first time, and there was like four minutes left. And North Texas was up four, and they're like, "Oh, this game's over." And I turn around, <laughs> still four minutes left. Like we're sweating this out. And I was like, "Oh wait, I don't know who you are." Can't believe it's intense. I wish I would have actually watched that live. I wish I would watch that interaction live. Yeah, I don't think I said it that. I, it wasn't that aggressive. I'm embellishing, but I did turn around and say something. I was like, "We're not even close to done with this game. Like, there's four minutes left, and we're like a 13 seed. Let's just relax." <laughs> so, yeah, you just have to like toe the line. Don't be mean. You can bet against your friends, like, on accident. Like, it's kind of mean to do it on purpose. But, like, if you guys didn't talk about it and, like, oh, one guy's on Houston, one guy's on Auburn, then, yeah, like, you just got to understand they're not going to be rooting for you. I imagine it's stressful. I'm assuming, like, on the Barstool streams when they're all, yeah, like, 12 guys and, like, half are on one side, half are on the other. I'm sure it gets pretty tense. Yeah, it's just as long as, like... when they're throwing big money around. The biggest thing... To remember too, start the car. It's very loud. Um, is like if you have like a ten leg parlay, and you still have like seven <clears> legs to hit. If you have like seven legs to hit on a ten leg parlay still, and like one guy just bet a solo money line game, their bet matters way more than yours. <laughs> like in the scheme, I'm of glad that. you said that, Grant. <laughs> Why does did Evan have a situation like that? No, I'm That's just glad you said like. that. I just. I just have strong thoughts on parlays. That's all. We can do parlays, but your bet. Just the only group bet of people. If someone has a seven legger and one has a one game money line with a lot of units for them, I'll yes, tell you I what. Nothing gets the boys excited. That game this matters more. Yeah. Then you start betting next basket outcome. That's mm-hmm. full degenerate level stuff. That is intense. Could never imagine. Some people were hitting it. Some people weren't. 
I got it on it once and instantly failed. Right. Oh, to tie okay. up on the record the loose ends of the parlay people so they don't attack me. Yes, if you're on the last leg of your parlay, then it matters a lot. But you don't get to be like, oh, it's not I your need moment this. in the first leg. It, correct. <laughs> like you can still root for your team, but it's you should not be banging your chest as much as the guy <laughs> who has money line just that game. Like that's a different level. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll get back to basketball. We're gonna start with NFL football for a nice break. The Lions were <sighs> The Lions Active. do not sleep. Brad Holmes has not slept. He says we'll it sleep in May. It wasn't that late. It was 9 p.m. No, I'm just saying like there's... No, it was later than that. Alex, it was no, everybody it is Grant. late. It was in the car. Alex, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about it's March Madness. Like, hey, All NFL, right. take a couple weekends off. Just, Brad doesn't watch basketball. Just relax for a couple weekends. No, nope. yeah, the been- Lions are winning the North. Wow. I love that. Oh. Starting off hot. I love that. I agree with you, Evan. You put in two of the top you. corners to if, pers- to address your situation now. The Lions secondary is better today than it was six days ago. Monumentally better. It, this isn't like a, I hope it's better by drafting like two rookies. No, this is, yeah. we, dra- we signed proven guys that have stats to back it up in the NFL. That are well respected amongst their peers on their teams. And like relatively low contracts too, like nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing. The flexibility, like year to year to year basis, Alex. One year, as long as our long year commitment is Could just to if you for can't two get years. people to commit later if they're good. But yes, one year deals. Um, so my biggest thing, Alex, I'll start with you is something you liked, something you didn't like. Um, any revelations, any takeaways you had? You can just do one. One thing, or honestly, the floor is yours for whatever you thought about free agency for the Lions. I think the Lions addressed nearly all their needs in a highly efficient manner. Um, I'm not oh. disappointed in any moods, moves. The only thing I think that still needs to be addressed free agency-wise is we don't have a backup quarterback. And contenders, you need a backup quarterback. It's very important. We don't have one. That's the only thing I think we need. But overall, I'm happy. Despite me saying last week I didn't want CJGJ. Um, Say that 10 times fast. I've been I practicing. CJGJ. CJGJ. Um, but I guess the difference of why I'm okay with it is because I trust Aaron Glenn to put him in the right spots to succeed, even though he can kind of play multiple positions. Is that... Uh, speculating Alex or is that walked over and had a conversation with Aaron Glenn Alex Aaron and I talked on the porch last night <laughs> said hey what about his character concerns he's like trust me Alex he's a good guy where, where are we going to put CJGJ <laughs> in fact he was over at Aaron's house said, me, Alex, me him, please call me Chauncey <laughs> the last Chauncey this town had was a dog <laughs> whoa dude he did some bad things off the court <laughs> Alex why do you gotta go there <laughs> Well, just in case people all think of our that. heroes have done bad things. Not mine. Yeah, I'm sure. Tiger Woods, Cassius mm. Winston, great person. Yep. True. He well, can't be, he's not my hero, but you know he's younger than me. It'd be weird. Evan, you had a finger point at one point during Alex's I had a couple, talk. Well, I had one, and then now I have a second one because Alex talked about that. There was a whole notion. I don't know. Last year, two years ago, we bitched and complained basically that we, 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 that we signed Chase Daniels 
uh, before the draft to like show our hand that we're not drafting a quarterback. Mm. Maybe we won't do that this year. Mm. Maybe you don't want to sign a backup. I do want to sign back. I do not want to draft a quarterback for like the next two years. When did we sign Chase Daniel? He was our quarterback for like two years ago. Didn't he get a thanks? Did he get a Thanksgiving start, or is that when he was on the Bears? Then they got injured, and then David Blau had to play. Yeah, the whole thing I'm remembering. I think so. I do see him in a Lions uniform. Teddy Bridgewater could be a Lions backup. We gave him like a decent amount of money. Evan, what if we drafted a QB like in the fourth round? Is that different than like taking one earlier? It is. I don't like it. I want like based off with your free agent signings and like the season we had last year, you're in win now mode and I need every single draft pick in the first hundred picks to contribute to the team. Okay. Yeah, now granted, the backup quarterback could contribute to the team. Everybody's like, well, he could be our future. He's not going to be a future. Look at the fourth round quarterbacks drafted and later. They don't really pan out that well. Besides a couple, Alex. Besides a couple. um, Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins is a third round pick. Tom Brady went late, I think. We get your point, and we do. The problem with it is like because the Brock Purdy phenomenon that you can't blame them if they try to do one late just to see what they got. And it worked out having that third guy. Yeah, I don't mind being that late. I mean, it's just sounds around. You basically just throw a dart at the board and see what player comes out and see who we can develop. Uh, But next, there was a lot of hoopla, I should say. Mm, Good word. I do have some thoughts on this as well. From the fans, fan favorite. Uh, Can't think of the show off it's not defend the den what is the show that i can't think of right now hard knocks hard knocks there it is hard knocks favorite jamal williams not being resigned by the lions taking less money to the saints and everyone's like you're gonna do jamal williams that dirty uh whatever franchise leading in season but i look at it as this david montgomery's all around better running back more athletic, better first, second, and third down than Jamal Williams. Now, Jamal Williams brings like leadership factors, but I think right now the backfield's better than it was at the start of last year. And I personally think Jamal Williams just benefited from goal line carries that will now be handed to David Montgomery because DeAndre Swift has glass as collarbones and shoulders, and he won't take those carries. Mean. So mean. He won't take those carries. Firm but fair. Fair Firm but fair. I, I love the David Montgomery signing. I absolutely love it. He was a f- – now, the comparison, I don't know what analyst did that that we tweeted out and everybody's <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, guys, come on, calm down. Some analyst did that. I don't think he's as good as all those. He is oh, yeah, way more yeah, athletic yeah. than Sony Michelle. Way more athletic than Sony Michelle. Um, but Sony Michelle a short turd. He ran behind the Bears' offensive line. He should be able to succeed very well in our system behind our offensive line. I, I just love the Montgomery signing. Now, listen to Grant poo-poo it and say, oh, it's too much money. Oh, well. well, Grant's I'll, Bijan I, Robinson. Because he wants Bijan in the first yeah. round and first round money, which is still a lot. Less than 18th pick would have been paid. just around the same amount. Yeah, it wouldn't be a lot of money. You don't make a lot at that position. I've done uh, the numbers. Grant, they would have taken him at six. No. Anyways, let me get to it. 
I, I guess I'll be devil's advocate. I don't love it. I like David Montgomery as a player. Like, and I agree with every point that he is mm, two times, two times, three times running back that Jamal Williams is. They have the same exact stats throughout their career. Uh, and David's played two less years and he's played on a historically bad offensive line. Like, cause even going back to the start of his career, since we've followed the Bears, they don't, they're not, I can't name a single like historic good offensive lineman that the Bears have ever had in their entire life. They're awful. So he's done the same with less in shorter amount of time. So there's no doubt he's better. And he's been relatively healthy. Every running back in this league misses at least a couple games in the season. That's just the hard truth of the position. Um, I it took me a while to process it because this was a stunning one to me. Like this didn't was not on my radar that we were about to get David Montgomery this offseason. I didn't even once entertain it. I, I figured we'd address the secondary. I thought maybe we'd go linebacker. But to see that we just signed David Montgomery was like, like Brad's got something going on. And obviously that means Jamal's gone. And then it was even more shocking when I saw Jamal's contract, not in a bad way, but in like I would have – when I saw David's contract, I thought Jamal wanted more than that. Turns out Jamal didn't need that much, and there's a he said, she said of what happened with the agent. And you guys know I'm not like a – I think the whole locker room stuff is very overrated in professional sports. I think it matters if you have a couple, but, like, you're telling me that, like – overrated. Like, J- Jared Goff, Panay, and Amonra St. Brown, and Bugs, and Anzalone can't just, like – lead the team like they 100% can you do not need Jamal Williams like I'm sure people will miss his energy but it's not like our team's gonna crumble because our running back left no it's the most absurd takes that I could not handle where everyone's saying Evan okay I'm dying <laughs> oh, no, Evan. I couldn't believe how everyone's like oh my god the, the culture and the leadership there are gonna take a massive hit like there's guys guys the goal line running back that's your starting middle linebacker leading the defense every down. <clears throat> the team's gonna be fine. The culture comes from the top, not from yeah, a running back. And our coach, our coach is a culture type of coach. Like we will be absolutely fine. It's kind of it almost like in a weird. And again, I'm not mad at people, including Wyatt, for being upset at it because I, I understand. Sure, but I understand like becoming attached to a guy and he meant a lot to a lot of people, even though he was there in only two years. But it kind of shows you how like terrible we've been that someone like Jamal Williams, like we were just people like were that attached to. I understand he broke Barry's record, but the fact that we got so emotionally invested in a guy that was here for two years and absurd. He didn't bl- like it's absurd. That's, like that's where we're at as a sports town. Like, we're we a used puddle, to, puddle franchise that we need to get like, better than that. People were like, "Oh my Talent. god, we just lost like Miguel Cabrera in his prime after his triple crown year." It's like, guys, it's I fucking couldn't Jamal believe the reaction. Like, I couldn't believe how many people were freaking out. I, the numbers surprised a better me. Player. Yes, a hundred percent. We signed a better player, a little bit more money, but that's fine. We upgrade. We're better. It's not one A. One A from for Grant would be we don't touch a running back this offseason because you still have the luxury of Swift on his last year and you're going to let him walk and then you just you just draft Bajan and then you're good and then you can p- pick up a Bajan backup and you ride Bajan for four years. That was my A plan. This is an okay B plan, but I'm not like swooning over David Montgomery. I probably will when he looks good, but... He's going to look good and you're going to be like, <laughs> dude's sick. And I think for the Lions, how they play football and how they want to run the ball a gajillion times and run it well... It makes sense to put a couple extra dollars into it. Yeah, we should it's actually not like with the not Chiefs. 
I saw some people flowing out. I don't think the Lions are out of drafting a running back this year. That'd be pretty stupid, in my opinion. That, I think. Three already. Four. You already have have three on the roster. You don't need a fourth. And we know Craig's not bad. Like, you can draft a running back. the third running back. I guess you're in love with a guy and you give him the fourth round. I'm not going to get mad, but then, like, just draft a guy next year. Like, draft Kenneth last year. What we're led to believe in this league right now, what's happening in the market is that running backs don't really matter and you can just plug and play. And I'm not totally against that opinion. It seems to be the case in a lot of places. We might need one more than others because our quarterback is not top six in the league. Um, other notes I had, really liked Cam Sun, and I sneaky loved Dog. Emmanuel Mosley as well. Like I, I remember seeing Mosley play, and then when it comes out that he was the starting cornerback on a NFC championship team and just hurt his ACL which is a big deal, but in today's society, people come back from those better, so I love that. Um, I felt so good about Sutton after seeing Friend of the Pod Luke's comments. Like that, That's all you need to hear from an opposing fan, that he's that gutted that they lost him, and you see the beat reporters saying that everyone says he's the smartest player they've ever played with. I was like, holy cow, he chose Detroit to come. Like Things are happening here. That's huge. So that was awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> really liked both um, those signings. I sneaky liked... Well, we know we're a Bugs podcast. I love bringing Bugs back, and I like bringing Kaminsky back. Two guys yeah. who commish, yeah, they just salt of the earth guys. Gritty um, dudes. do dirty work. One that I'm underwhelmed with. I'm sure Evan agrees. Anzalone. Um, guys, I do get parts of it. I don't know if I'm willing to say that. I think he enough. like. I th- this is what I think happened. I think the regime is. The green dot is a very important thing in a defense, and I think they're worried about, like, what if they didn't resign Anzalone and then they missed on David Wagner or someone, and then, like, you either have to make Malcolm wear the green dot or you have to sign someone else that doesn't know the offenses defense as well. So I do understand from that perspective, but overall, it underwhelmed me. I just didn't – I wanted better at that position. It but maybe matter. it doesn't matter because middle linebackers are – also being told they're not as important in this league. So we have CJGJ to be a secondary linebacker. Evan, your thoughts on Anzalone before we get to any other guys? I always think it's way too much money. Um, I can't run the Oakland A's in the NFL. We know. <laughs> yeah. Um, the worst team every year and the cheapest. I think I get why. I mean, he played under the system. Like he has to know the system like inside and out. And I, I 100% agree with your your point, Grant, like the captain, the defense, how you're going to re- replace the play caller. Now, it might not seem like, oh, well, you can have somebody else. We'll just relay the information. Like, what are you boys on one? Right, right. No, you're just like <laughs> getting everybody lined up and set That's informations it. No, and then audibling and where the run fits are and gap personnel and all that stuff. That's where the linebackers most crucial. And our run defense last year was so bad for most of the year. We're like having that linebacker that knows the defense, like his back of his hand is important. So I get it. I just would like to be more athletic at that position in the near future. We can draft someone at 18. Anybody you guys like? I don't think there's any linebacker worth it at 18. Like, Yeah, I wouldn't take a linebacker in the first round of second drafts. round. I mean, Malcolm Rodriguez is a fifth rounder and he's not bad. I, I want D winners on our football team and he's like late in the draft. I need D winners in a Lions uniform. So that'd be my guy. He's the TCU kid. Yeah, he's a dog. You don't want Noah Sewell? 
if they want to do like a cool brother story, it's fine. D winners, four four nine forty, number twenty one linebacker. Imagine how easy that would be for Grant if he was a GM. Hey, do you guys want to know? Well, yeah, if you want to do the brothers thing, go ahead, pick them. One hundred percent. Whatever. If it's gonna make Panay happy, Panay's gonna retire here and be a Hall of Famer. So like, if we had to make him happy. the most unathletic linebacker in the draft. Yeah, I watched him play at Michigan. I could have told you that four nine five forty. <laughs> He overachieved. Like, good credit to that kid. Like, his motor, he overachieved. Yeah, he has um, the lowest athletic, athleticism score. Let's see. Luke's review. Oh, okay. So, I had a revelation that made me kind of feel uneasy in my stomach after all these signings. Does it kind of feel to anyone else that Jeff Okuda's days might be numbered or like there's a clock ticking down? <sighs> I didn't uh, feel uneasy I, about it. I would I say about it. <laughs> it's over. It's going to be. No, it's not. Jerry I don't Jacobs think so, Grant. Just based off of the years that they signed that our secondary, they, we didn't sign them to long term. Well, one's on a one-year deal, two on one-year deals, and then one on a couple-year deal. Yeah, so, so give Jeff a chance this year to prove he's decent on special teams to make the roster. What's what's Jacobs on? Anyone know? I'll look it up. He's This is a prove-it year. He's a free agent after this year. Because I keep seeing um, – like beat reporters do their like guessing depth charts after all these moves, and it's like you're gonna have four outside corners of Oku- like Sutton's playing outside, Mosley's outside, Jacobs is outside. Okuda has ability to come inside, but they also have him as outside. So that's like four outside corners, which seems like a lot. And then you you have like three competent safeties now. Movable. Yeah, but I believe that he wants to play outside is what he told the coaching staff, and I think that's why they did Jeff CJ is definitely GJ. inside movable. Yeah, tackles. but CJ GJ is like inside guy. Like that's Jeff all he's going to play. Like he's just on like he's going to play all over the field. Fastest guy. Jeff like seems like he's going to be gone. Go guard the best player. That's from special. Teams. I have a bad feeling, Alex. I have a bad feeling. A that, bad like, feeling, Grant. It's better if he's not. On, this is the same with Jamal Williams for you. It's better if we have better talent than him. No, it's because important. I don't think this could be a massive year for Jeff in the sense like he has real dogs, real like mature leaders around yeah, him. It's going to be great because everyone else will be locking down and he'll get to cover the fifth receiver on the Rams. Not that, just like a mentality shift. Like I think it'd be good if he got locked in a room with CJ GJ for like a week and like just learned his ways well, and his mentality. Be more than a week. <laughs> like a, you mean like a season? I mean, he's gonna have all year, Grant. Let's figure it yeah. out. I'm no, sure the I mean, like, staff will give him a shot. And I mean, we'll like a, dark, a darkness retreat for like CJ GJ. You trade him for what at that point? It's Jalen like Ramsey, I guess, is all you said it would take. <laughs> he's that good. That's not what we talked about. Jalen Ramsey went for nothing, so let's He's relax. He's an elite all-pro corner, Jeff Okuda. He will be. Jalen Ramsey. You. Also, I don't know if this is a hot take. I kind of would rather have done what we did than just get Jalen Ramsey. I don't think that's a hot take. More is always okay. better. I 100% better. agree, Grant. You need a more well-rounded team. I do um, think that CJGJ could easily be a disappointment. But I am all in for now. I disagree. He makes an impact wherever he goes. We'll get to that in a second. I'm still weighing up my CJGJ hype. Anyways. Buy his jersey. I looked at it last night. <laughs> I wasn't going to get a jersey because he's only on a one-year deal, but I want to get like a vintage t-shirt or like a t-shirt that maybe he makes or someone makes of him in like lion stuff if they ever make one. I will buy that. I have his rookie card. He's one of my favorite players in the entire NFL. 
that no one would ever think of. So then you should totally be able to jump off the Okuda bandwagon. They don't play the same position. It's not, they're not close enough. Um, this also goes to my theory, especially last night, the move last night, but I still saw beat reporters earlier after Sutton and Mosley, like lines could still draft someone at 18 for cornerback. And I said, you're if you think we're drafting a cornerback in the first round, like no. we're not, I like our GM does not do that. He never did that in LA and he's proving that he wants to go get proven guys at that position. He loves the trenches and he wants to put high draft picks in the trenches at this point we're with the amount of guys. Anderson. I think I don't know if it's Will Anderson, but I am under the impression we're training up with all the guys we've signed on defense because you we don't have room for four like top eighty draft picks. I don't I mean, think we, we do, like but we don't. At Eighteen. I think we want to just move up. I'm sure they like Bajan because you can't not like Bajan, but they're realizing yeah, they're that he's not got Bajan. <laughs> I they think might, we might they might take a quarterback. We might trade up for a quarterback, which would be crazy, but we might we might start the process. And Evan will go berserk. It'll no, I think we're going to great gonna, I think, entertainment for our live draft. I will show. not go berserk. Depends. Well, actually, I cannot say that. Depends on who it is. I would love Evan an Evan meltdown. Will Levis <sighs> just God, cursing. Be, oh wow, I think I'd meltdown on that. I would not. Sure. The I, then it, I was shortly after talked myself into Josh Allen. Evan, you make that threat every single year. You're not going to cheer for this team, and you come back every year. You just come back stronger. <laughs> I will not cheer for the Lions of the draft for Will Levis and watch. Last them. year in the beginning of the season, you said this team's boring. You didn't even like watching them. We and have text from you Packers, saying that. I said I didn't Packers like game the was NFL. your Super Bowl. You just loved every second of it. You I, were did, I said I didn't want to watch the NFL. The year of growth Evan had was in the offseason during college football. He said, if the Lions draft Hutchinson, I will never root for them again. And then at the end of the year in Green Bay, he's like, Hutchinson might be good. <laughs> A year growth for Evan. So whatever, whatever we do, Evan, you'll. Always I still don't think Hutchinson should have been the two overall pick. Evan, you can't think that now. That's semantics. We're not going to this point. Defense We're not going to the this. year. We're not going. To you didn't <laughs> want um, Sauce Gardner too. I do think Will Anderson is the guy. I, have, I feel like our staff loves him. I think we're going to try to get him. And Will I'm Anderson, all for it. I'd love. I nasty. have fallen in with a prospect, and I'm not telling you who it is yet. Mm-hmm sprinkle that later but there is a prospect out there that that i am falling in love with and i don't know i think six might be too high for him wow that's a that's a hall of fame tease right there for a future episode there's a it's michael Mayer. caught me yep caught me no dude that dirt dude is dirt slow dirt slow okay he does not look fast um offense or not drafting special teams moody probably too high for six yeah Speaking of guys numbered, um, DeAndre Swift days feel numbered. I think that we kind of discussed that. I feel like this. He's mm. This. You think we're going to re-sign him after this year? Where's he going to go for more money? Some of them will. The Panthers. The Panthers seem to like just take people. He might and be. Chark. He might be cheap. He might come back just, for a one-year prove it. NFL Live said this multiple times throughout this week. There's always an offensive coordinator out there somewhere that thinks they can fix anybody they touch. DeAndre Swift doesn't have problems other than his glass bones. Chauncey Garner Johnson, I just got this notification on the score app. He said, quote, Detroit is a little bit better than Eagles Super Bowl team. I love this guy. <laughs> just relax, Grant, please. Um, it's March. I need you to think about this right now. <clears throat> we talk about contract years. Do you realize how nasty we're about to be with Montgomery and Swift in a contract year? We've never seen a contract year Swift, mm. have we? Is that that's this, Grant. Montgomery's that's nice. in a contract? I thought we signed him to a multiple no, year. No, we have, we have Montgomery and, and we have Swift on a contract year. 
Not both. Swift is on a contract here. No, it all comes down to his glass bones. I think he's going to be motivated to play as many snaps as possible and be a dog because he's he drinking milk. His shot. Me too. Milk. I hope Kate Cunningham is drinking milk as well. It's a um, okay. Evan said North to start. I wrote down North or Bust in my notes for free and see after what happened. Like it's yeah. All the pressure's on us. Getting comfortable with expectations. We're not like some cute little, oh, the Lions could surprise people. No, like we should be the favorites in the NFC North. No doubt. Oh, yeah. And I think and it's a bust. Be. It's a bust if we don't. I mean, if we don't win it and we make the playoffs and we win a playoff game, whatever. That's semantics at that point. But I do want to hang an NFC North banner in Ford Field next season. I really Ooh, do. It would be cool. Um, It's March. It's relaxed. It's cool that... Yet. It's cool that we are the team with connections now. Like you look around the league, like the Patriots and other teams. We throughout have Patriots our era. connections. I kind of meant that more in like I shouldn't have said connections. I should have said like has cachet, where like people that are good but have been cast offs, they want to go to New England to try to win something. Like we're trying to get that vibe where like we get CJ GJ because we have Aaron Glenn and Cam Sutton talks about how Dan Campbell's motto and like energy is reverberating throughout the league and people want to go play for him. It I've never felt like I don't think as fans we've ever had that experience where people we're not want a destination. To... Agreed. But and now. like we slowly are like becoming like a gritty destination where guys just want to go work hard and they think they can win something now, which is I don't know what to do with my hands when stuff like that happens. I we've never experienced this. On this podcast, this. Evan has said that Detroit will never be a destination. Now that might have been in reference to the Pistons. And he's right to he's right at his core. It does core, show how far you can go with coaches and that are, are well respected and liked around the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a question that I think further proves that the cap is fake. I don't know if you guys understand how, but I was Did you flabbergasted. See Okoro today just eliminated like nine million dollars from his huge good guy. I simply don't know how when free agency opened and you looked at the teams that had cap space, and this team was like bottom five, the Niners, and they just pulled. Javon Hargrave from the clouds to like a four-year $84 million deal. I look, I like talk to people. I was like, my coworkers, I'm like, I, I think the cap's fake. I don't, I don't understand how that just happened. Is this like signing bonus. Like backloading, signing bonus, bonuses. front loading. There's a lot oh. of words you can <laughs> Just all these buzzwords that we don't really know what they no, mean. I know what I, it means. I learned oh, he works essentially. For Excel, he knows, trust me. I work <laughs> for Excel. I work for the company Microsoft Excel. I learned that there's no excuse for any team not to go get a player when it comes to money because the Niners went and just got Hargrave in the minute for agency opened. Like, it's all fake. It's all fake numbers. It's like that yeah. scene in Wolf of Wall Street when Matthew McConaughey's like, boo, boo, pixie dust, boo, boo. Like, that's the sound. Grant, signing bonuses don't count against a cap. No cap. No cap. So if you got an owner that is willing to pay, they'll just be like, oh, $74 million signing bonus, and then we'll put that 10 out over four years, and it's a $2 million, $3 million cap hit. Get your money up, Alex. Not your funny up. Come on. <laughs> now, if Evan was an owner, we would never get anyone on that kind of money. Yes, we would. We would get a lot of quality players. For just under $11. Correct. For what they deserve. Under market value. but Evan's Under market nice. value. Could have redemption tour here. And then my last thing before a quick listener question was just 
the emotions of happiness I felt last night when I saw the CJGJ news were it was awesome. I, he's he's for sure my favorite player on the Detroit Lions. It was exciting. I think he's he's what our culture needs. He's a little bit of a loose cannon, but I think with Aaron Glenn and like we did we need have some ed- chippiness. We have edge now. I mean, this guy has you can go on YouTube and I did. I watched it. It was like it was five minutes long of just like CJ GJ chippy in moments. I mean, he's the guy that that Bears player went up and just punched in the face because yeah. of, he tormented him all game long. This guy's an absolute menace on the football field and runs his mouth to an extreme. And it was telling to see AJ Brown and Darius Slabo tweet out like how much they're going to miss him. So I think this guy is the real deal and I'm very excited. And he led the league in interceptions last year. Banana lands. And he's you only 25. One of the worst made mistakes in a playoff game ever though. <clears throat> what? Oh, you don't remember. The miracle in Minnesota. That was not CJGJ. Oh, it was. No, it was not. It, I. How much you want to bet? It was him. <laughs> no, it was not. It was him. This is Evan. Get ready because we're about to see an embarrassed Alex. Because you I know mean, he I, hates being I would wrong. expect you to be right. Because <laughs> it's Marcus Williams. That's On the right. last play of the game, Vikings quarterback Case Keenum threw a 27-yard pass to wide receiver Stephon Diggs. Marcus Williams missed a tackle. I remember it was a rookie, and I was just trying to line you it up with was, when he was I a rookie. I don't even think CJ GJ was in the league at that point. He was close. That was you not that, that was him. That's tough for Adam. It was like a rookie secondary guy. Dunked on. I, mean, I didn't get dunked on. It's not a big deal. Dunked on. Just quit talking. You guys root for Jeff Okuda, and he's the worst player on the team and about to get cut. Now you're deflecting. That's how we know we got him out. Dragging us into your problems. I already said you got me. There's nothing I can do other than say that you guys right. root for Jeff Okuda. Gotcha, bitch. This is, <laughs> this is our last Lions thing before basketball. Um, we're going to try out the voicemail part of the question. So listen up, boys. Let's see if this works. Hit play now. Hey, guys. Another Lions question for you. Has your opinion of Jamal Williams changed after his comments over the weekend? And are you happier with the Montgomery signing because of this? Thank you. This is Ben. Bye. <laughs> nice. Nice. We talked about Montgomery. Yes, I'm happy with Montgomery, but not because of what Jamal said. I like Jamal less after what he said. I can tell you that. Like, just straight up. I just wish you just. I now think Jamal's got some weird, I don't know, main character syndrome thing going on. I don't know what. I I didn't understand why he needed to make those comments. He wanted to make it the moment about himself or what? Just thought about this. He's living in New Orleans now. I hope he doesn't put some sort of like voodoo curse on us with his anime dolls. Like that'd be bad. (laughs) The Jamal Williams curse. That'd be bad. It was weird behavior. It didn't change my opinion on Jamal Williams. I think it's a lot. I still of think he's a good speak. guy and did a lot for us. I think it's a lot of coaches speak. You know, what else are you going to talk about when you're you just signed with a team you haven't played yet with them? Like, what else are you going to talk about? I don't know the talk winning culture and whatever, whatever. Not the Saints have a better winning culture than the Lions do. Not at the moment. Yeah. No, they Not do right have a now. Super Bowl because we took two of them. They have a Super Bowl. We took um, Dan and Aaron. They're from yeah. there, and I'm sure he was a little pissed off about whatever happened behind the scenes that we'll never probably know about. So I, it's, it's an NFL player. You're dealing with a human being with their emotions. Doesn't change my opinion. No. It's a business. I've moved on. Yeah. I want to win football games. As Alex has said multiple times throughout the football thing, it's March. It's time for March madness. Let's dive into. Poof, I'm, I'm not going to be a prisoner of the moment. 
It was one of the best weekends I've ever watched of March Madness. It really was. There was so much that happened. It was pretty good. I mean, especially um, that NIT game in Tennessee <clears throat> on Saturday. Why Why do you have to come out and be a loser like that? That's a loser <sighs> thing to say. We're talking about the tournament funny, that matters. You said something dumb today that I didn't like. What did I say today that was dumb? That you rooted, into that. you rooted for Duke last year because Michigan State did not deserve to win. And I thought that was a very dumb comment based on Michigan's deserved Sweet 16 last year. But that is not for this podcast. That is a different conversation. I'm sure the listeners would love an argument. I was saying I just wasn't rooting for Michigan State because one, it factors when Michigan's in the tournament. It's always fun to see you go, your team go farther. Not that it really matters, but it would have been more devastating like if I, like this year is different because I'm in on Michigan State because I realized the run is happening in front of my eyes. Last year I didn't think the team was good enough to Deserved, do that. So I was like, what you said. Yeah, I mean, yes, I, I stand by that. And you guys, but Michigan, you did. had you had more players on the team that I liked just as human beings less. And I don't have any really beef with anyone on this team. I actually like several players on this team. One of my favorite players of all time is on this team. So it's different. Maddie Sissoko. That kind of. Um, do you want me to ask my question now because it's about him? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you could redo the season and swap Dick and Sissoko for Michigan, would you do it? Oh, 100%. <laughs> I love Sissoko, but that's not even like – it's hard to take seriously like when no, it comes I'm, to I'm knowing being ball. dead serious. I just love Sissoko, and the kid never stops trying. I love him. Now, Evan, would you swap Dick on to Michigan State and Sissoko on to Michigan? See, that's a tough question on the other side because, you know, Dick has skill. I don't know how he has you, offensive no, skill. He has no defensive skill. Sissoko has no offensive skill. Do I get the same baggage that it brings? Oh, you get it yeah, all. You get Marty Mush podcast. No, I hate Marty Mush. Marty Mush <laughs> was my number one person I hated in Barcelona. First time I saw him. And, and Dubs. And Rico was arguably worse. Yeah, well, Rico was up there. Marty was the first time I ever heard him talk. So. He's a he's a Duke Yankees fan. This yeah, podcast would rather school. start their basketball team at center with Sissoko over Dickinson. Well, Sissoko was a higher yes. rated recruit, anyways. And you can tell me I don't know ball, but I don't care because you don't really know no ball. I would take like, Sissoko over no Dickinson ball. as well. So it's this just is a Sissoko podcast. Like the thing is, is like the better player is Hunter Dickinson. Yes. That's not up for debate. It's just, I don't know how, this is a revelation I had for the larger taste before we dive into the nitty-gritty MSU. It's the MSU, which, it factor. There's an it factor. It's where, it's, and it's not, I, I I don't have a preference on style of basketball. I do think watching guards fly around is more pleasing to the eye. But if you came away from this weekend and you didn't think to yourself, man, big men in college basketball are just worthless. Like it, like if you run through them, it's just not the trend right now. It's it's like when uh, skinny jeans were in or whatever, when fashion trends. Like right now in NBA and in college basketball, if you run everything to a center, unless you're like Connecticut where they have a bunch of great guards around said center, it doesn't work. The reason it worked for Michigan in Hunter's freshman year is because, yes, he was a staple of the offense, but they had like multiple NBA players around him. But if you're like in Indiana or God forbid North Carolina didn't even make the tournament and Edie, you're you're cooked. You're cooked. It doesn't work. Edie, Kofi, TJD, Luca Garza, all their seasons resulted in one sweet sixteen. It's a great stat, Alex. It's a, that's a fantastic stat to illustrate this point. It does not work one. unless you have like several really good guards around them and then they take over the end of games. Because we saw 
with FDU how easy it is to eliminate. I mean, he still got his counting stats, but anyone who watched the game realizes the entire flow of Purdue's offense was absolutely screwed with how they just had three people on Zach Eady and swarmed him like a bunch of flies. And the it rest just of the does team's not afraid work. to shoot the basketball because they're so used to Edie's shooting every time. If you have snipers, if you have like three like Sean McDermott's, three Matt McQuaid's, you can be okay. But Sean most teams McDermott do not. McDermott is the guy you just used. Yeah, yeah NBA Butler player Brian. for the Memphis Grizzly. Yes, really good shooter. <laughs> no one's going to know I who want, that is. No, I want to say Doug. Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott. I want to say Doug McDermott, but he's a different type of player than oh. Sean. Like he's well, way he still haven't watched those. I'll watch those highlights before bed tonight. Alex, come on. Oh, also, <laughs> I, when I went and watched, I think I was kind of like they were both great players. I was kind of getting him and Jimmer confused because I talked about them losing to Florida, and that was Jimmer <laughs> who lost to Florida. Gus Johnson was on that call. Jimmer's stats and tape are even better than Doug's because Jimmer was oh, shooting from legitimately half court. Don't get in this argument with Evan. That is his favorite <laughs> player. Buck McDermott was the greatest college basketball player of our generation. So <laughs> um, there's no argument, Alex. There's no. I mean, I won. I just said the the argument. I'm not so we arguing. talked about. We got into Maddie. Maddie had a great it. game. I'm so proud of the kid. Uh, Chief had the tweet. We're tight like that. He said I can call him Maddie. <laughs> we need to give him a nickname. Um, I'm Dedasoko. No, that's terrible. Just that's like your alley coop. Because he's worst tweet I've ever seen in my life. No, that was hilarious. <laughs> Grant, you got a multiple giggles in East Lansing for that tweet. I mean, I thought like I was not original because I thought that thought went through every single person's brain who saw it. Like, oh, the alley coop. <laughs> like, it's just hilarious. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, Sissoko legacy stretch. I mean, that game. He's a dog. He's got a big Honestly, heart, as Tom said. It was, it was kind of a joke, the picture, but... Just as important, if not better, block than LeBron James in Game Seven of the NBA Finals. I just have no comment for that. It's absurd, but and honestly, the only if thing that was, that was for the missing, national championship, then yes, I need you guys to go back. Also, when you do your Doug and go back and look at Tyson's um, steal and dunk, I've watched it like twenty times. I wanted him. To throw that off the backboard to Maddie so was he bad, trailing? Like if, yes, and I was just like, <laughs> "Oh my god, I would lose my mind if he threw it off the backboard to a trailing Sissoko." That's the only thing that was missing it. from the. He would have dropped it. Probably true, but mean. Um, no, we love him. He's important. We love him. Question for you guys: um, What were your guys' reactions while watching the game? Probably just Marquette, really. I mean, USC was a game, but you really want to focus on the Marquette game, I would say. Was it nerves? Was it like, we can do this? Sweaty, sweaty. Felt like I played a basketball game. Do you forget? I kind of forgot how nervous you get during, like, as the games get longer in the season. It just, it's like I was about to play. It's how much invested in it. And I swear, I like the stress level it brings. I like probably lost a couple years off my life. It's just important. I found myself just constantly reminding myself one basket in the game of 40 minutes is not the end of the world. You just have to keep telling yourself that because there's can't been plenty of times in the past where I can't stay still. I get emotionally high, I get emotionally low. It's very, very hard. Way too to much. Calm. Oh, my God. That's a famous uh, John Calipari quote where he was like telling his teams that a basket is not like a touchdown in football. Like you don't have to freak out about one basket. There's going to be hundreds of them. In like the game. AJ turning the ball over the very first possession. Holy cow. What a way to start. Breath. 
Deep um, how good does it feel to be back in the Sweet 16 after a brief hiatus? 20-year hiatus based on the Michigan Twitter. Uh, it's been a long I time. S- don't lump me in with them. I said brief. I said Michigan it's Twitter. Big- I didn't say anything about you. You're not Michigan Twitter. Are so you? It's, Do you have a bar? I just, I this is this has been annoying me all week, and I get it, it's the rivalry, I get it, it's the fan base, but as I get older, I'm I think just it's chirping cool. at Grant. Just I relax. Think it's, I think it's crazy though when your d- team does something well that a lot of times people's first thought is to the other school. Like, why do you remotely care what Michigan Twitter is talking about right now when you're in the Sweet 16 and they're not? I don't. Well, I was said just, it. I was just chirping your, based on what I see said, on he our said Twitter. It. They're on his mind. It's a joke, Grant, to see if you will get upset and. You are, because you've been doing a lot of reverse jinxing against us, and although it hasn't failed you yet. You're such a, you don't, I can't believe you still believe that at this point. I'm not the only person that believes that. There's another person on the podcast that believes it as well. I promise you guys, I understand it's probably because it's your team. You did it though earlier in the season on purpose as a joke. You did it to me during the Iowa game as a joke. Again. And now you're playing this bit again. That was an all-time collapse that will never happen again. That was not like I was trying to do it. You guys were dominating the game. And in this game, I know you guys aren't going to wait here and play all your line. I, From an outside perspective, there was not a single second I thought Michigan State was losing this basketball game. No. The first I only, the only the moment half, I, I thought, thought was... Honestly, I did feel pretty confident most of the game. When we The moment where it clicked, like for sure, for sure, again, the start was incredible. I was like, Marquette is just... Again, I'm not. I hate when people play the game where like Marquette's bad. That's why Marquette obviously is They're like a solid bad. team. They're a solid team, but they did not remotely impress me watching them. I did not look at them and be like, "Wow, this team has a lot of problems on the team." Again, their guy was going through whatever injury he was going through. I assume he's a good player. You don't win Biggie's Player of the Year and not be good, but he played an absolute stinker of the game. He had like more turnovers than yeah, points, like, like late in the second half, yeah. seven point six turnovers. It was. When we got through the first stretch of the second half where it was a barrage of open threes Mar- Marquette and they missed a bunch and made a bunch and you, they were only uh, uh, up one. The most I was they like, got oh. up was one, I think. I was like, that's it. This game's over. Because Michigan State, how basketball works, is going to come back. And like the when they made their run at the end of the half, I wasn't worried at all. I don't know if like people thought, like unless you're a Michigan State fan, you thought you were going to win by 25. They were always going to come back in that game. That's just how game basketball runs. works. I sent that game runs. You know, you know that's going to happen, especially in March. People stress out. Oh, sky's falling. <laughs> it's tied at halftime. Yeah, no shit. Unless you're going to win by 40, they're going to come back at some point. It's going to be tight. But once they made Marquette's punch, and it was they were only up one. I was like, oh, they're they're screwed. They don't have another punch like that in them. It's not like you're going to let up like 35 more open threes. That was just a wild stretch of play, and you survived without – if they if you guys were down like nine, then it's like, oh, you got to claw back. But you're only down one. It was like, it's done. Shaka Smart. He's wild. on his knees. As you game. do kind of say, yeah, Marquette wasn't crazy impressive. The Big East put three teams through to the Sweet 16, right? Creighton, UConn. Yep. Yes. Xavier. Xavier. They were Those f- teams are all better than Marquette. Marquette is 15-1 and one since January. It's crazy. I don't know. I, I would have they to. They just I ran the Big East regular season, ran the Big East conference tournament. They're 15 and one. That was their second lowest scoring game of the season. It's crazy. They made nine understand. two. Marquette made nine twos. They, I watched, when watching them, I didn't see turnovers. any. Oh, the only guy that was good, I thought, was I think number 12, Olivier Prosper or something. Prosper played really well. He had a well. game of his life. He had, he had like two threes. Multiple Three threes, threes maybe. He yeah. made three. Th- 
That was a kid I watched. And uh, Jones, the kid, you, that kid could He's get good. a bucket if he needs to at any time. But, like, outside of that, I was like, Kolich, this Col- I mean, I, again, I'm assuming it was like the worst game of his life. I looked at it. I was like, I cannot believe that kid won Biggie's Player of the Year. How is this team? He looked like nothing out there. That team reminded me of, like, seven years ago. Like, if you put that team in a Virginia jersey, it felt the same. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, said the the fraud, game, I literally like, said at the beginning of the game, when we were up 9-2 to two or whatever it was in the first time out, I said, if you just took off Marquette, because we know nothing really basically about him, and you changed Marquette's name to Virginia, I think the confidence level of 98% of Michigan State fans would be totally different. Increased. It's just because we don't know. We didn't know what to expect. I mean, you just look at it. Ken Palm, top five offense. You're like, this team's just going to light it up. And then they scored 60. There's a lot of frustrations I had. I mean, you could, I could nitpick this and be like, dude, there's no way we win another game. Because I think of the negative first, just like how good Kansas State is. And then people kept on telling me, Evan, no, Michigan State is actually good. Like Michigan State has a quality team. Like more teams are more scared of us and our shooting than we are scared of other teams shooting. Had a lot of close That's... losses this year. Like we're battle tested. We shot eighty-two percent from the free throw line. Now every single miss felt like we missed double that. Felt like we missed like eight free throws. We only missed four. Three. Well, Marquette shot nine for fourteen. They made eleven threes. Marquette made eleven threes in a game, and we won the game by nine. And we made two. We made two, and one of them was Hogard in the first four minutes of the game. Oh, that's also a moment when I thought it was over when he did a dribble step back three at the end of the shot clock. Hogard, if he I was didn't like, get a foul trouble, that type of day. If he didn't get into foul day. trouble in the first half, he would have had probably, I would say, probably six more points. <clears throat> Everyone yeah, should sing were... the praises of Tyson Walker, Joey Hauser. They're incredibly important. You take AJ Hogard off the floor for this team, and it's a completely different basketball team. It the offensive every flow single is game. completely yes. You need every your single game. Ball he goes off the floor, and they don't score for four minutes. In certain stretches, sure he's going to make mistakes. My side point to that though is when it gets to crunch time, and I know he did make a bucket driving to the lane that was a gift of a bounce from the gods. But when you get late game tight, it should not touch his hands, and it should just be Tyson ISO or a screen if he wants it. Incorrect. Which is no, he's that closed is games out all year. He also had the drive and kick to Joey Hauser for the three. Without AJ Hogard, you take him off the floor at the end of the game situations, and it's a huge problem. I know it. You watch it. Go back and watch it. You hate him. You're never gonna. You're never gonna notice it. Is he's the when, most important player on the floor? When it was time to get buckets, he got one. It was it. He got one. Tyson I'm just saying. USC it, Tyson Walker had three in a row. USC goes on a huge run end of the second half. AJ scores six points in a row. All ISO. End of the first. Half no, hours. he's. It's important for first him to have it. Stretch the I, second half. I agree. In like the flow of the game, he is important to be in there. He can I'm ISO just saying, with. It's just a different the, style of ISO. When it's like crunch time, end of the game, there's one man on your team that should have the ball in his hands, and that's why you guys are as dangerous as you are. It, it is not surprising to watch you pretend that AJ did not have any impact on closing the game, and you said his fluke gift of a god bounce, but he's done that this year several times. Several times. It wasn't like... Uh, it's, there's a difference when you watch Tyson go to work on yeah, someone and AJ go to work on someone. Because Tyson's more skilled and will hit a jumper and AJ will just run with his mass at you at the lane. But yeah, there's, it's the there's same a, result. 
there's a closer on this team and your fan base all agrees with it. Maybe you don't, but his name's Tyson Walker. He's the closer yes, of Michigan State. He's the go-to closer. We have two closers. That's a simple no, fact. Don't. It's a simple fact. No, if you took Tyson Walker off this team in the last five minutes of that game, you do not win. That game maybe That's specifically, a simple fact. yes. The Which Michigan game matters. at home, they don't win that game if A.J. Hogarth's not playing and closing the game down the stretch. That team that you beat at home is horrendous, so that is irrelevant to going farther in March. A.J. Hogarth is also a closer in his own right, and you know it. And whether it's him no. scoring or dishing it out for a open look, Tyson's not going to pass the ball and make that right. pass. Perfect. And the Can I award the poll like this? In the last five minutes of the game, you have to sit one. Who do you pick? Everyone's going to pick Tyson. Everyone's going to. Correct. Because, because they know ball. Because there's a lot of AJ haters. A lot of them. No, I'm not even hating on him. I just said he's very important. It's clear. Like people were complaining about the refs in that stretch to let them back in it, and they didn't miss calls, but it was more because AJ was out, is why Marquette came back in the end of the first half. I'm not saying Tyson's not a closer. I do think he's the one one scorer. Like if we need a bucket at the end, I would go to him first. I'm just saying AJ okay. has just as much potential to get it done. And I would trust him to do it as well. Okay. Well, and that, then after AJ, I wouldn't go to anyone else. But I like... Hmm. I would let Joey go to work in the mid-range. I've seen that fail too many times. It's worked, but I wouldn't trust it at the end. You'd put, yeah, you'd I mean, put Joey you, number two as a closer on this team? If I needed a shot, like I would rather have a, a Joey three than an AJ drive. Or J- AJ a Joey three where he's like pulling up and dri- off the dribble because it's not just or a like catch and shoot. Coming off a screen like his USC one early in the game. Like I'd rather have that. I'm talking there's no action, Grant. This is an ISO situation. That's not how Joey Hauser plays. Correct. That's why he's not a closer. Or anything. I'd rather have Joey Hauser take a dribble off the three than AJ Hogarth take a dribble off the three. You're just, you're just changing the goalpost every time I ask. I'm talking ISO. End of the shot clock, six seconds. Yes, Joey Hauser. Tyson three. Walker, one. Dribbling. AJ yes. Hogar, two. From. You have six seconds and you're isolated. player, though. Why can't you just be like, yes, AJ is the second best closer on this basketball team? I would say Joey Hauser, how he's shooting. I would take that shot. Ivan, thoughts? As a huge Joey supporter, Ho- Hogard is your Okuda, and that's fine. You just have to admit your bias. He, don't compare him to Jeff Okuda. Do not, because Jeff Okuda does not have the impact on the Lions that AJ Hogard has on a basketball team that's played in Sweet 16 on Thursday. He did against the Vikings at Minnesota. Grant, you're letting your bias get to you right now. I'm just saying he's your my guy, so it's hard to take anything you say without that lens on it. I know when he plays bad, he, he's not perfect by any means. He makes a lot of mistakes. I'm just telling you. My only thing is it's just crazy to say he has the same ceiling of potential as Tyson Walker closing out a game when Tyson Walker has done it at an elite level over and over again. I and said AJ's, I would go to Tyson first, and I'd go to AJ second on this basketball team. That's perfect. Let's hear Evan's thoughts. <laughs> I don't think Evan's It's a different style of closing. That's what I said. Yeah, one's a passer and one's a scorer. It's fine. You need both. Yeah, I don't know what we're arguing. I know what we are arguing. Grant just doesn't think AJ can close out a game. He doesn't think he has the ability to do it. Yeah, I I would love for you to play the next five minutes against Kansas State without Tyson and see what happens. AJ's done it, but he hasn't done it. It's the severe 
circumstances that Tyson has done it. Correct. And it's like the style is different. AJ's trying it's to flashier get for Tyson AJ's to do AJ's literally it. trying I to get, get at the hoop, like point blank from the hoop. Yes. He's basically trying to draw a foul, see what happens, can create down low. Tyson can, can create any shot that he's looking for. Mid-range, three-point, or at the rim. So it's just... It, I trust both of them in their hands. They're both really good free throw shooters. So AJ's going to pass the ball more than Tyson will be. So, I mean, everyone's going to have a little bias towards who they like. I'm not giving the ball uh, to Joey Hauser with six seconds left in the shot clock. I'm a Tyson both supporter just because right. he can shoot from three. Now you're... But there's really... We haven't really seen anybody really, like, clamp down AJ's drives. Like, okay, this guy... Like, AJ just can't get by. We haven't seen that. In two years of basketball, we haven't seen it. AJ seems to, no matter what, at least get hip-to-hip or buy a guy for a decent shot late game. At least present a rebounding opportunity at a minimum. Yeah. It's fine. I, I know what AJ matters. He's the most important player on the team, despite not being problem. the best this player. This is the number one problem you want to have on your team because we have two guards that are leading us down the stretch in March. Two great, fantastic guards that can lead this team in multiple different areas. And then and, you have a three-point shooter that's shooting 45%. So, And another one that's shooting like 42. He's just been ice cold so far, two games in. This may have answered the question with the healthy debate. But I was in my head wondering if I were a fan of this team for you guys, is Tyson Walker climbing up your list of favorite players to wear the green and white? Yeah. I like him a lot. I'm a big fan of his game and his ability. I mean, we were pounding the table last year for him to shoot more. So it's yeah. taken a long time for him to get to the point where he's now doing what I've wanted him to do for two years, which is close games and know when to do it. It, that if he would have done that right from the beginning, which I don't expect anyone to do that, and if, if he was a four-year player here, we had him those first two years, then he would probably be higher on the list. But, I mean, I had one disappointing season and this year with him, so, I mean, it's hard to put him that high. Unless unless he takes us to, like, if we win the national championship, then he can book himself a spot in the top five. I mean, what about just a final four appearance? No, I mean, no. He won't be my a top five favorite I'm, player for me. I feel like with like, where's Travis Trice ranked for you? Because I feel like he's on that if he makes the final four. Like it's like Travis Trice. Travis Trice probably not in my top five either. Travis Trice is in top five. I share a birthday with him. <laughs> Very nice. Um, there's a lot of good players. It's hard to pick. I had a thought for you guys too, with some perspective because you guys were saying the forgot how intense they get. And like that feeling when you make the second weekend is so fun. There's a lot of discourse between, and this is where I acknowledge it. There's been a lot of discourse between the two rivals about what sweet 16s mean. I think as a podcast, we all agree the goal is to hang a banner. And if you had a bunch of sweet 16s with no banners, it they feel empty. But can we admit in the moment as it happens, sweet 16s feel pretty awesome when you make it. Like it feels great. Second, Alex and I were talking about this. Give us a week of false hope or hope going into like the next round. Just give of us games. another week. You want to be that team getting? Give us another week. Because like you, you did, you survived in advance. You saw yeah how many teams get upset. You saw every single favorite get lose. All the blue bloods are gone. Purdue, one of the favorites, lose early. You survived that. 
You're it's a good accomplishment. Top 16. Like the next week's cream of the crop usually rises. This following that's week's less teams lose. So you're really, yeah, you're not really that shocked by the outcomes. It's, it is really nice to get to the Sweet 16. 15 now often. in our 25 don't years come of often. What is those? What are those stats we, we posted about? Tom Ezzo has more Sweet 16 appearances than... Every team in the Big Ten except for two. And every single program besides 17 yeah since 1975 he has more than every single program in the big 10 except indiana and i was laughing i was giggling to myself just laying in bed reading all these stats liking all these tweets just and all that is the best part just diving into all the the fun stats afterwards you look back at like middle of the season we lose some stupid game that we shouldn't everybody's like fire is a fire is a fire is or evan when we lose to iowa saying oh now we're a nine seed and we're gonna lose to the one seed in the second (laughs) round well we weren't a one nine seed we were seven seed overreaction evan take that for next year but i i will never call for a hall of fame coach's head a guy that should have a statue out in front of the stadium like He's also more than a basketball coach to MSU. He's like the face of our university. Yeah. In times where we've had 36 presidents in the last five years. So he, he means so a lot. It's luck. I would say it's lucky that we had him. We are grateful. It's, uh, yeah. To my, my thought like on the Sweet 16 thing is like, like I said, if you had like five in a row and you weren't hanging any banners and you just got bounced in the second weekend, they'd start to get old and like it's not something to brag about. But I have never understood the whole like, oh, Sweet 16s mean nothing. Like they absolutely do mean something. It feels fantastic to win two games and go to the second weekend. And it feels better when you are an underdog seed, you know, like feels it's just like a little a bit different. Accomplishment, yeah. If you're like a one, it's almost a sigh of relief because you're like, I don't want to get embarrassed. Yeah. Like you just survive the weekend. You're a one or in two, a way. You're like, well, we're expected to get there. When you're lower seed and you knock somebody off that's better than you seed wise, it feels nice. Feels I will say of the 15 sweet 16s, you don't, down the line, you don't remember them really. At least in our, in the MSU's perspective. Like I, no. I remember like getting to a sweet 16 and losing to Duke, and that's like a, that's a bad memory. Hmm. But yeah. when we've made Getting the Sweet 16 as a to UConn. bad memory. Bad memory. But like when you but when we've gotten to a Sweet 16 as the underdog, those have seemed to turn into Final Fours. So it's also a different perspective. Like if we lose, I'm, I'd probably be pretty happy with the accomplishment of this team with all they went through. That's fair. That kind of leads in to my next thought, the MSU prophecy, the narrative I'm pushing that some people think is reverse jinx. I will stand on it that it's not. And I will say it's fair, the criticisms of the team that we've all talked about throughout the year. It just was more to Evan's point of when you see a draw. And I saw the draw and it came out. I didn't really think about how the Ohio State loss could affect anything. I just kind of threw that away. It was was more that you believe that? No, but... Somewhat. No, I don't believe that. Yeah, no, that, that's okay. Anyways, um, you look at gu- what guard play matters and how hot Tyson had been playing going into this, and you look at the you look at the teams around you. It's like seven seed. Like I wasn't I genuinely believe this team could do it because 
there, there wasn't anyone I saw in their way that was like, oh, that's a hard out, like a Houston, like I told you guys earlier that led to the debate that now I'm I'm the biggest Houston fan in the entire world for no reason. Um, but as I look at it now, and we talk about uncomfortable expectations, the March Madness put out the retweet if your team is dancing in Sweet 16 and you have the, the four teams in each one. And I look at the East and I do not see how Michigan State does not go to the final four out of this like group. And you guys are going to disagree with it. I, I get it because you've watched this team more and you're emotionally invested, but I would think it's a disappointment to not make the final four from this spot you're sitting in now, like looking at those four teams that are in this East region in Madison Square Garden. And I 100% believe that. I think that you are slightly overlooking Kansas State. They're a three seed. They're by no means a joke. Yes, they don't, they're not na- name brand, and we are name brand. Don't tell their coach that. <laughs> it's a first-year head coach. I get I get it. I get why you'd see that. FAU, yes, that, that's a joke. Tennessee doesn't have their point it's a, guard. It's a joke. They still play a top-five defense in the country. But that's like Virginia, and we just talked about how that's not something that we're afraid of. Yes, on paper, of, we're the only. In. We're the All only. Right. Listen, we're the only team on the left side of the bracket that's been to a Final Four in the last fifty years. That's insane. We're the only coach. We have the only coach <laughs> in the entire field that's won a national championship. Remaining. Yes, there's yeah. expectations now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's. You you came you had first weekend was underdog now it's you're not in that spot anymore underdog in some people's eyes for me we're the favored. whole way we're favored like, on this Thursday. team should get in it team's favored on Thursday your team will be favored against Rick Barnes it's Rick Barnes <laughs> it's like they're yeah. favored right now and I think we're touched on like the Sweet Sixteen but like you once you get to the second weekend like the seedings don't really matter no yeah you throw it out people unless you're unless it's all you in Princeton you're the or first Princeton. eight or nine seed but it's really who's playing the yeah. best basketball right now. Yep. It's, and they are the three and the four seeds, worry. but they're like... I do worry this team seems to play better when they fly under the radar. When they get expectations, they seem to falter a little. I'm hoping that they don't pump their tires like they did before the Big Ten tournament. Think how oh, how good they are and then lay a deuce. But the, the positive news is they, they're playing defense and that, that travels, as Evan said, a hundred times. Defense travels. Shooting might not. We're athletic. I just wa- Go ahead, Grant. I just want to make sure that it's where both of you are like not in the we're playing with house money phase. Like this is we're not. We have expectations. Yeah, you're not playing with house money. There's more expectations I, from you than I maybe us, but but that okay. Now be this is a more bigger. It's a bigger picture thing. I just don't like what you guys have talked about with your Hall of Fame coach in 25 straight years. I I know. The fan base, and I get it, like wants to play the plucky underdog role, but I like naturally you're not. Like, yes, I know that's your, out the window. F- this is your four. To, this is your group to lose at this point. You're the driver's seat to make the final four. Uh, I think the winner of Michigan State Kansas State is in the final four. In the Garden, like this is huge. This is big. And then A game we've already gone to, and, and then you that. lose to Alabama, and it's like, well, they were amazing, so fine. But you don't worry about that right field. now. Let's just win the whole thing. Well, I don't know about that, but the win the East. The East is Let's wide win open. Win the whole thing. <laughs> I, I won't go that far. I'm a, I'm a, the prophecy for this team, but I'm not taking them past Alabama. played Alabama once. 
I'm taking you to Alabama and I'm dropping you off at the doorstep and I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> no, Grant. Um, I'm going to convince you about that, that game. If there's no chance you convince me to be, if you guys beat Alabama, we're winning. I will all. be stunned and I will just sing your praises for an hour on this show about how stunned I am this team won. I I feel like I know what this team's capable of. This team should beat Kansas State. I actually think if you guys want to get crazy, I think you're going to whap Kansas State. I think this is going to be that weird sweet 16 game where all your threes hit after not making up, them. That I was my Michigan first thought. Do this. I thought the same Boom. thing. You're, you're going to kill Kansas State by like 15. Now we're going to go into it. Because it's a gonna tournament be a, that, that we just said how that doesn't happen. Yes, it does. At least I'm speaking from Michigan's runs. They're Sweet 16 games. We do well, not see a lot of teams in the tournament. LSU is the last not Sweet 16 true. we played. Yeah, we didn't. We don't have no. Cassius Winston. We have someone. I'm better. telling you, this is the game where those threes that didn't hit against Marquette hit. You run this team out of the gym because they just can't shoot, and you strap a five seven point guard. Like you cannot let that kid light you up, and then you play Rick. You play Rick Barnes, and you win that game like forty nine to forty seven, and you go to the final four. Like that is exactly how this happens. That's happened. I can see it. We played I Tennessee in an Elite Eight and won like 49-47. I can see this so clearly. I hope Evan it see hurts it too. How clearly you see it because if we see it the same way, it's just no. You guys should the get last time, I don't care. I won't hold it against you. You should. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Every go ahead. time we get to the Sweet Sixteen, I I do think that we're going to make the Final Four. It's like almost yes. an auto thought in my head. And when you think yes. about it, it's eight out of fifteen. So I mean, that's over. Fifty percent of the time, that is true. But it's hard because this team was baffling at times. I don't know, but now that doesn't matter. Now it's about right now. You just don't want the, the real biggest reason I'm worried is because number eleven, if he doesn't show up, oh no, the season ends, and that's just really where it's at. And oh, sometimes no. his switch turns off, and if it's off, we're off and we lose. Evan, what's cooking in that brain? What have you been marinating on the last day? Like, where are you at? Trust tree. Trying to figure Tell us out if you how think to, how, 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 how do we beat Kansas State? That's what I've been thinking about. I just about to say how good Kansas State is. First That's why coach, I sent Evan. you guys the tweet. Evan, I got a thought for you. Marquette was 15 and 1 in the last 16 games. Kansas State lost to Butler, so they're a joke. That's what, like. I talked I talk myself I, into beating Marquette. We they, watched a couple hype videos, you know. They lost to Wisconsin. They we lost to Wisconsin. I watched <laughs> that Wisconsin game, and then you lose to Butler. You look at who they lost to. We average. I just was looking at the stats. We give up six points less than them. We only score like five points less than them. The stats are pretty much similar. It's just they have a point guard that's playing well, and they have a Big 12 player of the year on their team. First team, Big 10. Just face the Big East. 12. Big East player there, Evan. Well, Big East. He ain't nothing. Yeah. I, I don't want to disrespect. I don't want to disrespect Kansas State because their coach seems like he's really petty and like likes to, you know, chirp back at people in his press conference stuff. But I know exactly what this team is. They didn't beat a soul in the non-conference and they just got boosted by the metrics thinking the Big 12 is by far the best conference in the country. And that's why they are at where they're at. They're not that good. And that's a simple fact of the matter. I mean, who'd they They're beat real. on their way here? Kind of struggled a little bit with Montana State and then beat a not great Kentucky team that, that doesn't have their point card that played against us. Yeah. Keep in beating mind. Kentucky, beating Kentucky is nothing. They played through Shebway, which we already discussed. Big men do not work. They don't have Severe and Wheeler, who was like their point guard that could actually get the ball moving. 
I mean, they are lead guard is 5'7", and I know he's a bucket, and I know he's a New York guy, but like, even if Tyson struggles, you can put Jane Akins on that kid, and good night. Good luck scoring as Jane Akins. You wouldn't be able to see over him. Also, just one more clarifying thing. Um, somebody in the group chat said that Jaden Akins or someone locked down Boogie Ellis and Tyler Kolick. AJ was on Tyler Kolick quite a bit, so he deserves some defensive credit as well. That's fine. He's not a bad Aiken's defender still, either. Aiken's still a dog. Yeah. AJ did, AJ did get absolutely dusted by Kolick and Maddie bailed him out on the block of the game. I did rewatch that before this. He, he didn't. I think he was trying not AJ to get his will fifth not, foul. AJ won't be able to guard Noel because Noel's too fast. AJ can't stay in front of um, little quick guards. The FDU guards would kill. The FDU guards would kill anyone in the country, honestly. Yeah, those kids are quick. <laughs> um, Evan's in. That's what I heard. Evan's in. You Evan's found not a way in. to beat Kansas State. But Evan the wasn't in, in their last true road games, and I think it will be a true road game. I think Michigan State travels way better than Kansas State. It's Madison Square Garden. Just played there. We've traveled. We know We've those. Been there this year. I'm that weird psychopath that likes routine, and like Michigan State's done that same routine. You've already traveled to Madison Square Garden. You've already gone through everything. You've already shot in that gym. You have experience on the team, not so much in the postseason, but big time games against big time opponents. And I mean, looking at their their schedule, Grant, you're right. It's just Big Twelve inflated metrics. Cal, everyone terrible. beats everyone in the conference. LSU, terrible. Butler lost to bad. Lost Wichita to. State did not make the tournament. <laughs> Nebraska bad. And then they were lost one and six in their last road games <laughs> going down the stretch. Well, you talked yourself into a good job, Evan. Grant, my last thing I'd like to say to you is, in my life, I can only remember one loss ever in the Elite Eight. So if we're in that game, I will be penciling us to the Final Four. That game will be tough. That will be a tough game. That'll be like when we Michigan just always, Florida State. always seem to win the Elite Eight. Game. You got to beat no. You got to stop Noel. I gave you the stat for a reason. He's a scored or assisted on ninety three of his team's points in tournaments. Twenty four more than anybody in tournament. He's the key. Nikante Johnson is the most athletic one on their team. But you have to stop. You have to stop the calling guard. I think so. I, I looked at their stuff a little bit. I think Keontae, you can neutralize and like he's not going to go crazy. I don't think with your wings, Malik Hall will be should be guarding Keontae. Maybe Jane Akins has to. Akins, I get like I Akins. Like. I just like quicker guards. If they want to post up and do the back down, I think it only helps us in half court offense, half court defense, and rebounding. I think it helps us even better. So if they want to do the, they're not deep either. If they get in foul trouble. They're gonna have a um Who's their starting a shot they're gonna have a good they're gonna have a good shot blocking presence in um let me get the name so Carter. fans can Naquan Tomlin, six ten, he's like their center. He had four blocks in one of their tournament games. He's like a he's more of a Bingham type big guy okay. than he is like a but he's not yeah. gonna dominate like, you on the block. What's his name? A bunch of points. No, 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 no. Which is what you he'll, which he'll again is what defend, we okay. What we don't, he's not gonna move his feet that well. Right. Naquan Tomlin, like you you don't want bigs that score in college basketball. That's what we've learned. That's what I've, I'm running with that narrative until it's proven otherwise, and he's not that. So he'll be a good Ooh. big for them. Oh my gosh, um, he's going to ball out against us. I think the it's guy. New York. To, Evan, that doesn't I, matter. Well, that so is not is, something so is that Noel. matters. Okay, so, so the Penn State game doesn't matter for AJ Hogar's legacy. No, for his legacy, Evan, I'm not going to talk about a game he played at Penn State. No. Okay. Here's the sneaky glue guy I would say that you have to 
hope doesn't spark for like 12 to 15 points and it's their guard desi sills the 6-1 guard he wears the long sleeves on their team he's a crafty guy that can get a bucket if you can shut him down then i think you're okay Uh, noel is gonna make an impact on the game that's a fact he's gonna have a game new york so half the roster is from new york so we're screwed yeah, no. Uh, Noel is like a dog. He played in Harlem Park growing up. But I mean, Tyson Walker's from New York, so being there you from go. There is almost worse. You got family well, begging Tyson, you for tickets. Blah blah blah. You got to go see people. People are down. Tyson Walker's from throat. New York. That doesn't. It's so not, that's one, not a. And the first three people that I clicked on their team are from New York. New York's Evan, not the a best score. Like the floor is from, from New York. He plays from Michigan State, so you're good. Yeah, real, this is not a factor, Evan. The final score matter. of this game is going to probably be 75 to 60 Michigan State. That'd be fun. I'd enjoy it. Roughly. Be a good Friday at work. A lot of threes. I think Joey's got at least 18 points in this game. He's going to hit probably at least three to four threes. Malik Hall, he's due for one. He missed about five. I will five. say I couldn't tell you the last time we won a Thursday Sweet 16 game. You got you and all this weird shit. Does not matter. None of that matters. We always go to the final four on Sundays. It does not matter. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I'm just telling you. Just it's you not a routine I'm used to. I'm not don't. ready for the Saturday Elite Eight game. Any predictions for yeah, I think this Michigan State wins. And I think they do Hell shoot yeah. the ball well. Yeah. Seventy seven. Seventy seven defense. Like Marquette was playing a different defense where they're pressing up the guards where you don't get as freely like yeah, we're the gonna drive's run gonna be more, more free. Ball movement's gonna be free. Open. Yes, this is. We're gonna, we're gonna get in rhythm and we're gonna start hitting shots. <laughs> yeah, I think, we do ma- I think we match up all right with them. Um, I think they're worried about us guarding us. I think they're. I need to start thinking in that mindset. This I'm is one of the more athletic teams we've whole, had, Evan, in a long time. Correct. I'm thinking that mindset all week is saying that they're just as scared to play us, and how are they gonna guard us? <laughs> So I trust you seem her. To forget like, that a lot. We, there's four players that we start that I trust with the ball in their hands at all times. So five in Grant's head. I don't. I do not trust the ball in his hands. I trust him out there playing hard. <laughs> Good <enough laughs> way me. to put it. Um, I do. I there's something about Madison Square Garden and Michigan State. Now, last time we played in Elite Eight, Madison Square Garden. Now we lost. Um, UConn. Yep. Redemption. So. I do like our chances, and Grant, you just you were spitting facts at me about Kansas State and how overrated they are. So, so overrated. I'm gonna keep in the same ballpark. I think it's gonna Hopping just Grant's be, backpack, Evan. I think it'd be 71-64 final, Michigan State. You hold three straight teams. This Grant, please carry me. If you want to carry me as far as you would like and drop me off, and I'll be happy with the outcome. As I'm dropping you drop off, him off in NRG. Houston against Alabama. Fine, I can take drop it from there. there. You guys actually should start looking at hotels if you plan on going. I'm not going. I've glanced. <laughs> Alex sees the vision. He just won't say, and he's playing. But I just wish you would stop the whole reverse jinx car and just be like, "Yeah, Grant, you are right." Listen, dude, I am the most confident Michigan State <laughs> fan of any of our friends. I can't go. You I have been all year. Him. I never shut the that, door on this team. I'm the only one. That's not saying a lot. We're, I never well, shut the fr- door on him. Our friend ecosystem is a big like things are going big poorly. Pool things negative, never work yes, out. But I never shut I'm the a door. Big, I never shut the door. I'm a big idiot right now. Huh. I'm a big idiot where I always think my teams are going to win, and then I'm very disappointed. That's how I roll. I'd rather have it that way. It's fun. It's great. 
how we do it. Um, side note, the shot of Barry, Mark D'Antonio, and Kirk Gibson was awesome. <laughs> yeah, Barry, Kirk, and yeah. the goat together. That's awesome. Yeah, Kirk Gibson's mustache. Don't forget about Graham Couch. Didn't see him in that photo. He was not in the stands from what no, I saw. No, he was just below them. Really? Alex saw him like the shot before, like the pan of the fans, like right before that. Um, Bracket check. Mine's looking great. I feel great about mine. I feel really good about mine. Bottom, but I have a lot left in me. Okay. It doesn't matter where you're at right now, Evan. If you got your final four intact, you're in great shape. I do not have my complete final four intact. Grant to you. Yep. And I feel great about it. As do I. I actually. I should have all Elite Eight teams alive, but Memphis got hosed on a jump ball call and lost to FAU. I think I have six of eight Elite Eight and four of four Final oh Four. Oh, my God. I do not have. Alex, ours is, ours is very, very simple. It's just going to come down to who um, wins the title. Your UCLA thing and UCLA, UConn. UConn in the Final Four. It's yeah. whoever it is. And then we both have Michigan then, State. We both have Alabama. We both. Yeah, I have Texas, I think you have Houston. Yeah, you did put Michigan State because you saw the vision. I I need Texas. I need Texas. Of course, I did. Houston, Houston, Texas is the biggest game of my life coming up here. Shout out out to Miami. Shout out to Brackets. Battle of Texas. Also, word to the wise, they were dead for a second. Houston's back. Marcus Sasser is one of the most impressive second halves. Grant, are you you fucking play? No, I'm uh, for the city. X go, go Cougs. Because that's how, if you Grand look at their Twitter account, that's how they sign off every single tweet. Well, Frank the Tank has the same max. But how many points does he have for left? Yeah, but he's got San Diego State left in the thing and he's screwed. He's screwed because it's all about the max points. If Houston wins the title, I win. San Diego State can win. It's as simple as that. The title? No. No. He has San Diego State in the final four. Final four. Yeah, he's done. No offense. Well, he picked six of the eight Elite Eight right so far. That doesn't I'm the, I mean, that definitely helps. But. Of the champions that have Houston, I have the highest max left. So if Houston wins the title, I win the group. If Ooh, US, Frank UCLA the wins the title, Alex wins the group. This podcast cannot lose. We will make it happen. Our po- official podcast back is out. We had a stinker in Duke. <laughs> yeah, that was a miss. Um, this Our, is also. Uh, I didn't even fill out my bracket remotely to what I said on the picks for that. I was not prepared for that moment. Well, thanks for being honest. Um, this is listener of the show Cody's. He wanted to say something about his bracket via voicemail, and so I'll play it as well. This is a public service announcement. Cody is in first place of the bracketology for the shot of Michigan sports. I will be. Deleting my bracket before the next round of play because I am all in on Michigan State beating Kansas State. And the only way for me to win the bracket pool is for Kansas State to go on. Thank you. Very honorable. Cody. So he's, the leader has bowed out, breaking. He's done. Leader's bowed out because he's rooting for his university to win it all. That's an honorable fan right there. Yeah, that's not why. It's because Kansas lost, and that was his natty game. And I think the funniest part about it is Cody constantly telling me the last week how much better his bracket was than mine, and then his <laughs> national champion plummeted, and now my final force intact. Sorry, McBrackets. Um, 
McBrackis is a great name, though. To wrap up the show, I just want, on record, I'm firmly in the camp that FDU over Purdue was the greatest tournament upset in the history of college basketball. I haven't gotten around to the article on The Athletic that's going around about how improbable it was, but once I read it, I will probably be in the same boat. I mean, yeah. remarkable, really, in general. The Virginia had but they DeAndre looked like Hunter a out. good 16 based on seeing that. Number two like for FDU is the truth. He his move against Florida Atlantic was unbelievable. I don't want to use that word, but that was unbelievable. It was. I look. I was. Uh, I said to myself, like that was and one mixtape tour. What he just did and ridiculous, game. and it was so smooth, so, so good. Smooth. They should have won that game. It sucks, dude. Their coach is um, a freak. Oh it was so fun. That was one of the most fun I've ever had. Not having a dog in the fight, just watching them and being like, "This is happening." You're lucky, like, like you got a tournament when you weren't in it. That turned out to be pretty sweet. It was awesome, and well, I have Houston, and I was sweating out that game. Unbelievable. Sasser, Sasser's a dog, dude. Sasser's a dog, and Jarris Walker, he's gonna be a great Piston. I'll take him any he's day. He's a lotto pick. Yep, top five. If we fall, don't be mad. We got Jarris Walker. Evan, would you trade Tyson Walker for Marcus Sasser right now? Final question of the day for the rest of the run. Hmm. I, don't, I have not watched Hogarth. enough of Marcus Sasser. I have a man crush on Tyson Walker right now. So, <laughs> Did you go get his car for him? I tried. <laughs> would you take Foster over AJ for the rest of the run? Mm. I mean, just led the country in free throw percentage. So, I mean, it's a- Evan. No, Alex, it's a joke. Come on, Just I have wanted to make sure though. that you that you do have some sort of uh, non bias. He could guard Noel. He'd match up height wise. You'd get cooked. No offense, Foster. But... <laughs> All right. On that note, cheers to episode 114 into March continuing for Michigan State. Cheers. To the Cavalier twins, upsetting number one Indiana Alex. Wow! Did they win? Yes. Really? In Assembly Hall, they own that building now. Wow! Good for your girl, Evan, your girlfriend. This is March. They sleep in May. <laughs>